fans and welcome if any to the internationally known dudes at ringside podcast i'm your host joe the panther the third and now from the top of metal mountain in the middle of the moss pit it's the happy heel himself the metal geek arg ringside crew arg internationally known arg everybody arg joe how's it going arg joey today Arg Joe, Ar- Erg, Arg, you a little zombie now. <laughs> Ar- arg, 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 So, geek, you have any f- announcements? Anything that happened with you last night, fella? Um, oh man, a uh, great show. All I'm gonna say is, if I, I am truly now a believer and a fan of Remarkable Pro Wrestling. So, fans, if you've not been to Remarkable Pro Wrestling, Please buy your tickets to the next show. The next show is going to be a five-on-five steel cage match, and it is going to be all titles on the line. It's going to be ridiculous. Like a mania almost, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. That's going to be a ridiculous match, though. Five-on-five. Like a war war games. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a war game style match. So I'm excited. And that ladder match last night, absolutely epic. Oh, wow. That far. That far, so I'm 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 giving this promotion very very high praise. Okay, so would you give kind of how many stars? I'd give it like a nine point five. That show wow. was really good. that was, was really right it was really that show was really good. Yeah. All right. Um. Oh, big news for me. Breaking news: Joe Panther the third of this podcast, dudes at ringside, will be attending the rock and roll show with ISPW on May. I'll get back to you on the date, but in May. Six, May 6th. May, May 6th, yes. Beca- on May because, 6th. Because I will be at the VPW show, which is also on May 6th. So there so you, you go. You've seen two different lives on Instagram at different different times. So It's going to be legit. It's all right. Good day for the dudes. Good, all right, Geekums. Introduce our guest. All right. Let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to our guest today. Arg mateys, Roger the Rambunctious. Oh, <laughs> hello, me old mates. Roderick the Rambunctious. How's it going, Ringside Crew? How's it going? going? on, Roderick? Welcome. So, if our American slash international guests are not familiar with you, and why would they not be? Introduce yourself. My name is Roderick the Rambunctious. There are many, many rumors going around that I'm intoxicated. That is not true. I am displaced in time. I was not born in this time. I am technically 38 years old. But I was born back in the 1600s. I was there in the golden age of piracy. 
And then shortly after I ascended to the rank of captain, there were, I found out my crew was going to mutiny. There was a storm. And I woke up on the shores of Portsmouth, which is in the south of England, uh, in the year 2012. And... I saw a poster for wrestling. Everything was alien to me. Nothing made any sense. But I saw a poster for this physical form of aggression. And suddenly I felt at home. And I've been wrestling ever since. Uh-huh. Hmm. Cool. So so who, who, like, who's right now is your dream opponent on the indies right now? Who are you scouting right now that you really want to mix it up with? Well, can I go back a little bit, right? Can I can I talk about the gr- dream matches that I've already had, so okay. I can explain why I've got to those those new dream matches? Okay, so um, let's start with one of the matches I've wanted to have for so long, and I actually had it in 2022. Actually, in in the last match of a tournament, a charity tournament, we raised hundreds of pounds for a charity, a very good charity called Enable Ability, again in Portsmouth, um, and it was with. Um, my coach, the Prince of Mumbai, Rishigash. He's been mentioned before on the show. He had a, he had a small part in fighting with my family. Um, he's absolutely a legendary name uh, down the south of England. You guys, I know you love your indie promotions. Have you guys heard of the Frontier Wrestling Alliance? Frontier? No, not, not really. No, so they were groundbreaking, and you have heard of lots of names that came out of the Frontier Wrestling uh, Wrestling Alliance. Yes, okay, you Alice need to Google those great. guys. Um, and uh, and Rishi Rishi Gash was one of them. So he was tussling with some huge, huge names, and back in two thousand and four, and so they were making absolute groundbreaking progress down in the south of England. Um, and I wanted to have a match with him. I had my match with him, and actually. He actually has just announced that this is his retirement tour coming up. He is wow. wrapping it up. So I've just got in there just in time. I'm really pleased with that. Um, another name from the SWF is a guy called Ian Logan. Now, this guy, again, you know, he's had lots and lots of experiences, but we've been around for ages. Uh, he's got some pretty deplorable views when it comes to you know, how to work in the ring, some dastardly tactics. Uh, and I had a match for him uh, with him for a championship uh, a long time ago. And I was really, really pleased to have that. His brother is also a wrestler. Um, he's quite the academic. Um, he's actually he's actually got his doctorate. Uh, he's actually a Ghostbuster. Oh, wow. That was uh, that was that was quite a match for me. I mean, there was some confusion. You know, he busts he busts spirit, he busts spirits. I drink spirits allegedly. You can see where the confusion comes from. Um, but that was a fantastic match. And you know what? That was one of the only matches I've done which wasn't captured on film. So I have tried to capture it in Lego because that was the best I could do. I heard a- about that Ghostbuster. I just can't find definitely. him on Instagram. Oh, you'll find him. You'll find him. Um, find him on find him on Facebook. He's definitely on Facebook. And you'll see him quite a bit coming up in my Instagram as well. Go trawl back through my Instagram. You, you will see him. Um <laughs> And then there's a tag team called Vicious and Delicious. Uh, they do occasionally um, go solo. So presumably, although it's never been announced, presumably when they are solo, they are docile and delicious and vicious and ugly, but we never actually specify that. Um, but they were a fantastic team. And actually a little snippet today on Instagram, I put a little snip from a reel where I gave one of them a pig leg. It was just Ooh. such a fun match, really fun match. 
Um, I'd love to work them again. I've had two matches with them. The first time my team won, the Pirates won. The second time we had to sub someone in quick. It was for the title, the tag team titles, the quality wrestling tag team titles, that is. Uh, and sadly, they were victorious on that day. So mm. the deciders got it becoming up, maybe. You know? Yeah. It's all to play for. Yes. So, so, so what? Now yeah. we're ready for the new, to answer your question, Mel Geek, now we're ready. So, Rishi Gosh has a brother, Tiger Raj. He's also been around for many, many years. He was also part of the Frontier Wrestling Alliance. He's also a head trainer at Quality Wrestling Academy. I want to go against the other head trainer um, at Quality Wrestling Academy. Now, he tends to do three or four shows a year, and I believe he's already done one. So I want to be one of those remaining three. Wow. Um, and then there's also a guy on the South Coast circuit who terrifies me. He is just uh, he's just really intense he has a chain around his neck he's got the bald head uh, he is the bruiser samuel jacobs and he is absolutely terrifying and i need to prove to myself that i can go toe to toe with this guy actually in the audience watching him recently um he's intense he's strong but he's also really really agile his shops look devastating i yeah i just want to know i can do it but now, can I also answer that question on a fantasy note? Can I go yeah. to... Yes, yes. It isn't happen. Right, okay. So first of all, fantasy-wise, I would like a match with Santino Morella. I think we could have a very entertaining little jape there. Um, I would like a match with Ball Nakano. Arguably, Ball, no, Ball Nakano when she was wrestling, but, you know, Ball Nakano. Um, you guys remember Ball Nakano? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Fantastic look, just fantastic look, fantastic monster heel. Um, and then a match which one of my fan artists did, one of the very early pieces of fan art I had years ago, and I thought, yeah, that'd be, that could be fun. Jake the Snake Roberts. Cool. That, that'd be a fun one. Yeah, so that'd be fun. Cool. Great All question, right. Billy. Thank you very much. No problem. Um, uh, you next, Geek? No, 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 you got, no, you, I, I, so, well, now we know your dream matches. So, who trained you? You said, so, you said yeah, Quality Wrestling Academy, Rishi Gosh and Tiger Raj, Army Trainers. Now, actually, I was seeing Rishi Gosh before Quality Wrestling Academy was a thing. I used to go uh, with him one on one for private hires before that. So, I've been seeing him since about 2017. That was really when. It was, as I said, I've been doing stuff since, you know, training since 2012, but it was when he started establishing himself, 2017, that's when I really felt that it was all kicking off. That's when I felt I found a trainer that really, you know, knew his stuff. This was legit. I could go 100 miles an hour and stuff was going to happen. That's to me when it all started going together. And when he announced he was going to just do this completely for a living and start up his own premises and his own, his own school and his own promotion, because Quality Wrestling Academy only was only was out for about seven, uh, six months before they started their own shows, which was way ahead of where they intended to be. But that was the quality, no pun intended, that they were getting out of it. So um, it, it became its own, its own, you know, its own, its own promotion with its own roster, um, and it's been a lot of fun, a lot right. of fun. So, so what made you want to become a pirate? I mean, you could have been anything, man. You could, so, what made you want to become a pirate? Exactly. Well, we got to go back to what life was like back about 300 years ago, and it was pretty tough. But also, there was a lot of press ganging. So I was press ganged. 
I was I didn't have any choice in it. Um, the only choice I really had was whether or not if I was you know freed by the authorities of whether or not I was gonna I was gonna then you know work with them and help get rid of the guys that had press gang me. So I didn't really have much choice in it. It was said that I'm not the nicest human being, but I'm a lovely drunk. And it is argued that that had a lot to do with some of the decisions that I made at that time. Um, and you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about um, about what piracy was like in those days, a lot of misconceptions. Um, it was a desperate struggle. You know, people sort of talk about the cost of living crisis now. Maybe we are in a situation we can talk about this. But once you became a pirate, the average life expectancy, because when you were caught, you were going to be you were going to be killed, uh, usually hanged until death. Um, and the average life expectancy was two years. So it was a desperate choice made by desperate people. And mainly what was being taken was not all kinds of fancy jewels because it's stolen goods. Where are you going to sell it? Uh, mainly it was just stuff people needed to survive and sustain this life where nobody was going to tell them what to do other than the colleagues on their boat. So it was mainly stuff like apples, soap, which never gets mentioned in the fantasy books. Um, you know, it was um, salted meat. It was all that kind of stuff. Um, so it was it was about sort of it was about living the dream. It was the same thing that people go for when they're going into wrestling. It was about living the dream. And just like when people are in wrestling now, in order to really succeed in piracy, you had to be good at branding. You had people to know people had to know which guy you were and why they should why they should be worried about you, why they should give you your stuff. Uh, this, for example, is my logo. Um, this obviously is a logo that I have had made since I find myself in your time. And it actually was made by, thank you. And this was my made by a guy um, that you have kind of mentioned vicariously. You talked about Coventry Pro Wrestling. They have a guy called Dominic DeWinter down there. Mm. DeWinter Designs uh, designed this. Have you guys ever have a looked up DeWinter, Dominic DeWinter and DeWinter? Uh. Can I look him up? No. I'll, I'm look, I'll look him up later. Yeah. Look him up because you know what? That is a fantastic way to find up, find out the up and coming stars who are serious about the wrestling, who are actually going to invest you know, the time and, and get their merch looking good and get their stuff looking good. Yeah. So so if you were to have a, a pirate stable, like a pirate crew, who would be on your crew from any from and this is to pick out from the independent wrestling. You can pick out independent wrestling and fantasy as well. So I actually have got a, a stable um, in quality wrestling. Uh, there is a group called the Pirates. Um, and, um, yeah, we, we do what we do. And, you know, there's uh, – who have we got? We have got Percy Swindles. We have got Archie the Cabin Boy. We have got the Wolf of the Sea. And we have got Pirate Jim. Uh, actually, the rules of how you become the leader of the pirates, um, uh, unfortunately, it seems lend themselves to be a little exploitable. I'm not going to say what they are in case anyone does this listening to this show. But um, actually, one of my arch nemesis, the witch Shred Malice, actually became the leader of the pirates at one point because he exploited this loophole. So it's actually easier than it should be. We probably should have some sort of societal uh, arrangement at some point whereby we change the rules as to how to become the leader. Um, 
but yeah so what am i what am i looking for i'm looking for loyalty because you know my all, all my followers are my loyal crew as well so it's the same thing i want from a stable i want loyalty and i think i think that is the most important thing really i think you know f- from then there are other things that can be helpful but um yeah you know as long as they're fun to be around and we're all working together and we're gonna share our booty then we're good mm-hmm. it's always it's always good to share the booty for your friends. Always you know. share the booty. Yep. Did not think that one through before I said it, but here we are. Are we talking about pirates yeah. booty? Who yes, Geek. <laughs> <laughs> He's so confused. That, that... He's like, uh, are we going to get in trouble for this? Are we talking <laughs> about pirates booty? booty? What? Because <laughs> those, those are some good chips right there. Pirates booty yep. chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My luck. I'll eat the whole bag and I'll realize I ate it. I'm like, sorry. You know any napkins? <laughs> That's always me. Messy hands. <laughs> yeah. Geek, next so question. We are here for Savage Sundays. Yes. yes. Should we, yes. Should we go on to Savage? Yeah. Oh, yes. If you, Let's start, if you, start talking if you about want, Savage. What were your thoughts on the episodes so, so far? So, standing out to me, I don't like Savago. Okay. Now, I know Jensen what? said this. Really? I know, I know you guys are with me as well, but no, I'm, I'm not, not liking. You're not with me? Okay. He's right. obsessed with Savargo. Right. Like, <laughs> dude, get over Savargo. No, I'm not liking Savargo. He's annoying me. Um, he's one of those guys that seems to think he knows a lot about wrestling. He's got some I, good Kool Aid, though. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not agreeing with his choices. You know, all those. Okay. Like, I like loyalty. Right? All those fans are queuing up. And he sends them all away and has an empty arena. That is not the loyalty that I would show to my fans. If I say I'm going to be somewhere, I am going to be there. And I, you know, I will be there. And I will be the guy that stays around for however long I need to afterwards, you know, talking to my fans, doing pictures, signing autographs, uh, selling him some pirated merchandise, perhaps. You didn't hear that from me, of course. Um, you know, but I, you know, I, for me, that loyalty is important. So I don't like what Savago is doing. Um, and you know what? Frankly, I think I could do a better job myself. So I would be very interested. Now, I don't know, you know, the, the rules of being the general manager of uh, of Savage seem to be a little more uh, orthodox than the rules of being the leader of my pirate group. But if there were a way whereby I could become the general manager of Savage and not Savago, I would take it. I think I could do a better job than him. Now, if I were to do that, what would you like me to do? What do you want to see me do? My first decree. What do you I want you to crown a woman's champion in Savage Pro Wrestling. You want a woman's champion? All right. We'll oh, yes. We champion. need a woman's All right, champion. All right. We need more women in Savage, though. Yes. That's another thing there's to get there's more plenty women. of young and older women that have wrestled in the UK that we've watched, like the Kiaras, the Alfies, Shorties, uh, uh, Levi Brooks, people like that, Vicky Two Thumbs, people like that that are like, that is killing it right now, right, Geek? In the Indies, in the UK, it's just like, we're in America. And I started watching the UK wrestling scene, and I'm just like, uh, what? <laughs> like, wow. One, one thing I would love to see is more American wrestlers in Savage. That would be okay. an. Uh, I hope that's an idea right there. You know. Yeah. It's a, it's okay. You got You have to start watching the American indie scene, uh, rhetoric uh-huh. because it may be hot over there in England, but it's you have to stick. You have to put an ice cube on your forehead just looking on the YouTube, the YouTube right. box. It's crazy 
Mikey, I mean, Indies, Indies in general are just crazy, you know? Like, it, See, it's hard Americans, to send people one place, you know? Okay. More Americans and more female wrestlers in Savage. Yes. Okay, I'll see what I can do, mate. I have Less to find out first. I have and, to find out how to do that. But I'm pretty set on this. I think I could do a better job. And less Savargo. Ugh. Less, yeah. No, we need. No, we need more Savargo. What are you talking about, Joe? Man, he, <laughs> he has the right ideas. Is what he's doing. This Savargo guy, right? <laughs> Such a little follower, geek. Jeez. <laughs> so, one thing that I would. One thing I've always wanted to do, and I said this before, you know, this isn't an exclusive, unfortunately, this particular thing. I've said this before on podcasts. This, by the way, is my first live podcast. So thank oh, wow. you very much for this. Yeah, first live. Yeah. Um, and I love, you know, audience, love lots and lots of interaction, lots of comments, please, lots of questions. I'd love for some questions from you. So it'd be, like, okay. it'd be lovely to exploit the liveness of this. But um, one thing I've always wanted to do, is um, mix it up a little bit. You know, people talk about all, all kinds of crazy stipulation matches, right? But no one's ever suggested, other than me, a candlelit supper. And I'm not talking about a candlelit supper match. I'm talking about a candlelit supper. Because it, it seems to me that in wrestling, it's always about how vicious, you know, how vicious you can go and how like, oh, that's, that's dangerous. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, let's just sit people down. Let's put two, let's sit two 20 stone guys down, you know, with with a, a, some delicacies in front of them. And let's go through all the intricacies of what happened. You know, like imagine, right, come on, t- tell me, t- tell me two big, heavy set gentlemen from Savage. Give me two mm. names. Jack I would say, have to say their champion right now, Sears, right. have right. Sears, Sears versus Big Benny. Big Benny, this, right. Big okay. Big Benny. Yeah, Big Benny. Who do you think is the bigger out of Sears and Big Benny? Pound for pound. Wait, wait. Big, like, I would see Benny, but Sears okay. is tall, so he's big the other direction. Okay. And do you think they'd eat the same amount? Uh, I don't I don't think so. I think Sears, I think cause Sears looks like he's more brute, and Benny's big, you know, girthy big, because he's a chubby guy. Then, like, then imagine, imagine at the end, like the suspense at the end, like who's who's going to pay for it? You know, is one going to pay for it? Could they eat more? Are they going to go Dutch? Would that be fair if one of them eat more than the other? You know, there's a huge minefield that could come out of this. You know, mm-hmm. what if what if they had one of those lady in the trap moments? What would happen then? You know, anything could happen in a candlelit supper. You know, what are you thinking? Do you want to see a candlelit supper in Savage Wrestling? Yes, yes. I thought you might. Yeah, we, we uh, Jack Napalm's another impressive guy. Yes, Jack Napalm. Jack, Jack Napalm. Napalm. Yeah. I think he could eat at least three or four buckets of KFC in one. Sitting. I think he could he could eat three or four members of the Savage roster. You know, I say <laughs> <laughs> eat them up like a. Would you Would you be on the menu, uh, Roderick, or would you try to stay away? I, I would. I would do my best not to. I have a life expectancy of two years. I've been going for quite some time. It's not because I put myself on a plate. Rikishi versus Andre the Giant. Yeah, you see, you see, there's so much mileage in this, isn't there? You see? Now we've got the dream candlelit supper matches coming up. There we go, man. Now, we know Andre could just inhale beers. Like, he'll have, like, the beer yes. in his hand, and you won't be able to see it. You just... <laughs> I would love to see Ishii versus uh, Brock Lesnar in one of those matches. Right. 
Right. Yeah, Tomo Hiroshi. That there you go. I, I, <laughs> Brock would rip the turkey in half and just to keep. Is she? Have you seen? Is she? He's crazy, man. Nothing phases that guy, man. He loves the challenge. Mm. Well, so okay, so maybe a candle is up, and I, I would like to bring more stipulation matches. Um, you know, if, if I were GM, I'd like to put some stipulation matches in place. Now, maybe, maybe I'd like to claim these for myself, but okay, so picture this. You know, I'm, I'm thinking it's got to be practical, right? So, um, what the plank match, let, let's take let's take the components. Now, these are very confusing matches potentially, but the, you know, the bull rope matches, the, the, the Caribbean strap matches, those four corner matches, right? They can be quite confusing, I think. I don't know if you agree with me, but it can be quite confusing. I don't know what to do, right? How about this? So, walk the plank match. All you got to do is you've got to, on two sides of the ring, you've got to make your opponent, whilst they're on the audience side of the rope, on the apron, you've got to make them touch two posts, two posts next to each other. So you've got to walk them along that plank that is the apron. And that's all you got to do. If they get through the ropes, then you've broken the momentum, you've got to start all over again. So you got to make sure the head, you know, let's, let's say head, let's make it exciting. They've got to touch the head of the top turnbuckle of one side, and you've got to walk them across that plank to the other side, and then you are the winner. Okay, mm-hmm. I think I think, I think, think that could be a thing. You know, what do you think? I, I love, cool, right? I love that idea, actually, man. We should just it's have simple, a whole, there should be just a whole episode dedicated to Roderick the Rambunctious, man. That's what awesome he would do. Like, <laughs> and do you think Savaga would allow that? Do you think Savaga would give a Roderick episode? I don't I think would. so. I would. I, I would be all for it. I have to Thank talk to much. get to so, talk to Geek's best friend, Mister Savargo. I mean, I don't think Savargo would go for that because he likes to be in power and in control, man. But you know, right. but you know, you gotta talk to the boss, man. He, he's the boss. It's his vision. For, he's a uh, he's a little bit scared. He doesn't want to lose his bestie Savargo. He has that frame picture of him and Savargo when they went to Disney by the castle, like. In his in his bedroom, still collecting paychecks. <laughs> still collecting paychecks. What paychecks? What 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 what? Uh, what? Geek paychecks. What? That what? What is that? Why are you acting no. like you're 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 in space, Geek? What is what is this? Roderick, he's getting paid. What? Not, I'd say paid. No. I, I'd say anything about getting paid. <laughs> I care. So, um, I mean, you think he's being paid to do a better job, wouldn't you? Think it has some incentive? Yeah, yeah. He, he wouldn't be stuttering like a little girl that just saw a Backstreet Boy. In the 90s. <laughs> Here we go. I have a question for you, uh, Roderick. Go ahead. So when you're when you're sailing on your boat, what is like what is like your go-to song to play in the background? Or do you just like make your own music as you're as you're sailing? No, so um yeah, so I've uh, I've actually been lucky enough to um come in contact with a um a British group, I believe they are still independent, uh called the Whipjacks. And they have been played on the BBC. Um and yeah, we've uh, they've actually allowed me to use some of their music. So I, I would urge anyone to go and listen to some of the Whipjacks. Now when I when I put my when I make my reels, their music is actually on there. So they are they are that big that they are on the real music. They are known. Um, they have several uh, EPs out at the moment. They are trying to, you know, they're trying to really make it big. They are, what do they call themselves? Speed folk. Um, but there's very much a there's very much a fun aspect to them and very much a piratical aspect to what they do as well. Um, 
And um, I'd love to be in one of their music videos. I would absolutely love that. Uh, the music that I use from them, so most of the music I use in my videos is uh, My Madness Molly Murphy, which I find very, very catchy. Um, but actually, their, their entire EP, their entire body of work is really, really cool. So I would, I would go and check them out. It will be easy to do. It's all over YouTube. It's You can make a reel and you can find their stuff easily. They're that easy to find. Um, so do yourself a favor and, and you know, you'll really enjoy it. Um, I did one pod actually where I actually just, we just sat down and listened to it, listened to the whole EP for an hour because it was just that much fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. That's one Thanks, of our um, podcast friends, Savage. Yeah, he's he, a yes. good guy. He's a good yeah, guy. I saw you coming up last week. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was. He was a good guy. So yeah. <laughs> he he saw the name and he, he was wants like, to. He, he wants to hear Roderick cut a promo now. Who should I cut it on? Who do you want me to hear a cut on? Savago. Cut it on Savago. Yes. Who, who, he wants to know who who should cut on Savage. Who do you think? You're right. <laughs> Hey, hello, Savage Pro Wrestling. Roderick the Rambunctious here. Now, Savago, you've been going around talking about what you do and what you dare, but you have dared to cut my eye, mates. So I am challenging you to a walk the plank match, and the winner will become the general manager of Savage. Hey. <laughs> huh. Clip, clip that. That was great, man. <laughs> So, so where's where's a place that you would love to take the boat to? Uh, your 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 sailboat, um, um, or sailboat, right? Yeah, yeah, your pirate boat, your pirate boat. I'll be right back. Yeah. It could, um, it could, it, it could, be, it could be, it could be anywhere. You know what? This is a really legitimate question, Metal Geek, because um, you know so many promotions just are not near a port. Um, you know, Quality Wrestling has just moved their training facility away from the port. It was right next to the harbor, and uh, they're pushing their luck. I've got to be honest with you. I'm going to keep going back there because I'm loyal. But like, seriously, this is a consideration. Um, so, where are their good ports? Well, the South Coast is a great place to be because there are so many ports. So there are, you know, there are places in Southampton and Portsmouth are usually the best places to find me. Um, I, I I have done loads and loads of great work with quality, and I'm really, really proud of the body of work I got with quality. Um, I seem to be one of their go-to guys, and I've done shows that, you know, like a handful of people, like that would be six wrestlers on the show, and I'm one of those shows. Um, I've done loads and loads of their smaller shows, as well as all their big shows. Um, and I've done many, many more shows than lots of other guys from quality because I'm picked for those small shows. So that's a huge, huge honor. Um, I would love to get on into into other promotions. So I've been doing stuff with um, Kapow and SWF. You heard of those guys? I heard. I heard I, that name sounds so familiar. Kapow. Look, what part them of I, I sat in the audience for one of their shows um, a few weeks ago, and it's in a tiny village, and they still, you know, they still put on such a fantastic show. I had a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, really, really good stuff. Um, and, and so many great names and so many of the names I mentioned earlier were, you know, part of their roster. Um, so I'd love to be, you know, I've, 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 I've been doing rumbles with them. I've got a rumble coming up next week and yeah, I would love to do more work with them. Um, really work my way up the card with those guys. Um, who else? There's another group, very, very similar. Uh, and there's some guys that will do both shows called Knockout Wrestling Entertainment. Have you heard of those guys? No, never heard of that one. So some guys I mentioned earlier. So Breaking Up, Vicious and Delicious, Antler Dash, 
uh, and the Hitman for Hire, those guys are on it. Ian Logan, he'll be there. The Ghostbuster, he'll be on those shows. Um, Rishi Gus, Prince of Mumbai. But another guy who's exclusive to KWE and also to quality wrestling is Mr. Miserable Matt Magee. I've tussled this guy's a few times. This guy a few times. He has a rubbish, rubbish attitude to life in general, but he's a fantastic wrestler. So it's a great honor to work with him in the ring. There was a question there. I missed it. What was it? What? Uh, which one? So, it said just just said great stuff. That's all. Oh, thank great you very show. much. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So um. You know, he'll he'll be on those shows, and I'd, I've I've done some stuff with those guys as well. I did a battle royal. I was involved in a six on six match. Uh, intergender six on six match last time. Um, they got a group called Better Than You. Just like what a terrible, you know, what a what a terrible attitude to have. So they needed taking down a peg or two. Um, I'm not sure we did that, by the way. But um, yeah, there's still scope there, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, the KWE, fantastic. Please look those guys up. They do about three shows a year. If you're lucky enough to go and see them. Oh wow, that's it. Are fantastic, really. You know, exclusive stuff. Um, I'd love to do more work with them. And you know what? Thinking about the places with ports, um, there are ports in Kent. Um, so you know, there's a there's a newest promotion coming up there, and I am interested. I am interested in that. Watch this space for now, mateys. You know, if anything can be made official, then I'll announce it, and you'll know about it then. But you know, places which are yeah, places which are around that sort of Kent is not down the south coast, but you know, places around that sort of base of England near a coast, I am definitely interested in. Yeah, and I will I, say that, that there was a time when I, I did like um I did like four shows a year and I enjoyed it. That's all I needed. And, and since lockdown and we've realized that the world can actually stop and and everything can stop in a heartbeat, um, I don't have that attitude anymore. I don't want to do four shows a year. Um, I want to do much, much more than that. So actually last year, I, beginning of last year, I had had my 31st match. And by the end of the year, I was going to rank, you know, completely crank up my schedule from four shows a year to nine shows a year and have my 40th match. And I actually had my 40th match by May. Um, Loads of opportunities came my way. And instead of saying, no, thank you, I've got my four, I would say, yes, please. Um, And uh, yeah, so I I just want to, just see what's out there and i want to have lots of experiences and i want to i want to work but i want to work with great rosters that put on great shows um and i want to you know i, I want to be vetted you know I, I want i want to i want to be there because people think i'm going to help them put on a great show yeah i think he, he was mentioning he wants to do a cut up promo on cody rhodes <laughs> oh cody rhodes yeah yeah he said it's media 24 just won the rum won the rumble Right. Like, Co- Cody right. is champion. Cody is champion. Right. So you're. Just... You know, mate, I might be living the dream right now. I might have made 39 other men go flying over the top rope, men overboard everywhere. But I see darkness on the sky as an American nightmare. Start swooping over the horizons. Cody Joe, Cody, whoever you are, Cody Rhodes, you have gold. And I want it, mate. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> love it. That's <laughs> amazing, love dude. It's amazing. Dude. <laughs> That's why I love professional wrestling. Because, like, 
when me and Geek were younger, we'd watch wrestling, but we'd also watch, like, we'd go to a lot of comedy shows. And, like, comics could go into different stories and take in different stories and act different ways with different people in different ways. That's why I think professional wrestling and comedy go, like, hand in hand. Because you could do a certain, say, okay, they want you to be angry, but not look angry. How do you do that? And the wrestlers would always be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then they can't do, can't, you can't look angry. You have to sound angry. And there's certain wrestlers because I could turn that wheel and you're like, why doesn't he look mad? He sounds mad. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. You're like. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, it's about feeling it, isn't it? You've got to feel it. And I think, you know, for me, it's, um, you know, for me, I, 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 I want to be in the ring with people that I actually have genuine feelings about. And, and I want people to know that there is something at stake for whoever's in the ring. Because um, otherwise, you're not, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's like oh, we just pull two names out of a hat and now they're going to go for it. And in 15 minutes, one of them will be will be raised victorious and the other one will not be. And, you know, like there has to be a stake, you know, there has to be something at stake. Um, let, let's let, let's do a little bit of cult reference here. OK, so I've had to do a little bit of of digging since I, I, I found myself in this time. But um, I'll, I'll get to the point as quickly as I can, but I'm going to go on tangent as we get there. So one of my fans brought me to the attention of uh, Nintendo's and the Nintendo game called The Turtles in Time. Mm. And they did this by taking a video game cover and putting me in it. So I had to do a lot of research. Now, please go and check that out anyway. Brian P. Madden did a fantastic job with that. Um, there were other artists. There were loads of artists that would like, message me and say, wow, that guy's amazing. You're so lucky that guy's working with you. It's like, yes, yes, I am. Um, and he completely surprised me with it. Um, I used to go around with a group of, um, of ladies called the Velvet Pirates, and they were in this as well. Um, and, and he completely, you know, blow by blow, took this video game cover and he put us over the top of it and he put me in it as well, riding on my custom steel chair, who the fans called uh, uh, Davy Jones's knucker. And, um, <laughs> it's just, you know, like just, just that cover told a story. So I know about the Ninja Turtles. I've had, you know, I, I might have missed the craze, but I, I know I know about their works. And I have seen the movie, the original movie, you know, from the you know, from 1990, 1990, I think it was. Now, have you both seen that movie? Yes. Yeah, Turtles yeah. in Time? Yeah, I've seen Turtles yeah, in I haven't Time. Seen it a long, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I've seen <laughs> it. Though. I I gotta What's give... at stake in that film? What's up? What's at stake in that film? What are they saving? What are they doing? I think they're saving. They're saving the ooze, right? They're saving something with the boss. I think the like was the boss. I can't remember. In the second I, I, film, in the second film, yeah, in, in Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze, they're trying to save the ooze, right? Yeah. In the first film, they are basically trying to stop a gang, a, a, a drug, a, a drug dealer. That you know, they're basically trying to stop a drug dealer from peddling his ways. You know, they are trying to stop. You know, there's it, a group of children that've been brain, you know, brainwashed. It, it's a, it's a very, you know. Typical story, unfortunately. But, you know, like, if they hadn't succeeded, it would have been, you know, it would have been like a, a small mention in, in, in the county news, you know, the next day. Like, it, there was nothing at stake in that film. And yeah, how good a film is that film? 
you know, the foot clan. there's everything. Yeah, right. The Foot Clan. Exactly. They're trying to stop the Foot Clan. They're trying to stop people. What are the Foot Clan doing? They are just they're, they're stealing. They're stealing car stereos, and they're trying to sell stuff. And right? the kids. They're trying, they're trying to make the kids drug users, drug yeah. drug dealers. Yeah. It, it, it's small. It's small time stuff. It's horrible for the people involved, but it's small time stuff. Now you look at the remake where they're trying to sort of you know terraform the earth using a dubstep machine like everyone else does nowadays. I would go to the original film every time because, mm. you know, because within what they've got, they have made me feel the consequences. They have made me feel that that shredder needs to be taken down. That shredder needs to be stopped. I believe in that story. And this is what this is what you need to have in every match. You need to to want to get behind one of those two people. You need to know where those two people are coming from to be able to do that, to be able to know how they're interacting and how you want to be able to do that. Isn't it in the original movie? I mean, the new movie that they're aliens and they're not mutants. I believe that was. Um, I believe they were always mutants. I think. I think they did that as um, to sort of like wind people up. Mm. I think they did that to they let people believe they're going to be aliens to wind people up, so they would keep watching the trailers, so they can be angry about the trailers. But that didn't actually go into the film. It, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. That always gets me mad when the the producers like. We're gonna do this and yep. make everybody think they're turtles, but all in the while, they're yep. aliens. You're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> stop it, stop it. Hit him with the newspaper. Stop it, stop yep. it, Meg. <laughs> no, it's not happening. <laughs> That's it's, geek all the time trying to get me to believe Savargo is a good person. He like, is a good person. He's like, he Joe, is look a good, at this. Is a... He did this and did this, and I'm like. I mean, no. I mean, he gave the homeless man an opportunity, but he beat him up. He gave him yeah. an opportunity to wrestle in his ring. He gave him an opportunity. So Joe, if if I'm if I'm general manager, what do you want me to do with homeless Harry? What opportunity do you want me Ooh, to give him? Give him a title shot. He needs a title shot against uh, against uh, Sears. He'd probably appreciate a candle to supper as well, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, he could eat you know, all he wants. Good square meal. And and you know, a little bit of finery as well, you know that yeah. would that would be nice for him, wouldn't it? He just has to put a napkin oh, on his lap. Almost Harry and Rusty Jack would be a great tag team. <laughs> who would you <laughs> who would you have him against? Who would you have him sitting opposite? Should we say in a candlelit supper? Who are we going to mm. have homeless Harry with? Gosh, so many good wrestlers in Savage right now. Hmm. I, I, I say Roderick the Rambunctious. Am I right? Yeah, Roderick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a curveball at the audience. You're like, wait, why is my music on? What's this? <laughs> I'm wrestling homeless Harry now. I'm already <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm being set up. <laughs> it's so, like um, homeless, homeless Harry's opponent is me. Hey, hey, hey. all right. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> almost you. got you. Come. Geek almost gotcha. I heard the heard the impression. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Joe, you mentioned Meg, you know, from Family Guy a second ago. Yeah. Um, to to go to one of their, you know, their their affiliated shows, um, Robot Chicken. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Robot Chicken, and um, I've done a lot of work with my custom minifigure. Here he is. Uh, obviously, his attire has changed throughout the years, as has mine. I'm not sure if you can see it from oh, there. He's yeah, got the stripes oh, yeah. on his trousers. And I obviously have 
fancy sequence. Ooh, I can zoom in on that. Hold oh. on. I can, I can zoom in on two on legs. It's not, it's not easy for me. Right now, you can get, see enough, right? Yeah, because you can yeah, fancy see sequence your as well. Yeah. Now, we can come back to my fashion sense in a minute. Yeah. I can but, zoom um, in on it. Oh, do you Legos, want me to stand up again? Yeah. No, with the le- no, the Lego. Just show the Lego off again. Oh, so yeah, here we go. So, um, uh, ooh, there we go. There, there we go. Oh, it's, it's looking bluer than it should be. It's there. Yeah, it looks blue. It's not blue, but it's appearing very blue right now. Uh, no, it's not blue, but it is appearing blue. Uh, we do have the we do have the stripes, but it's it's not showing up. Um, let me see if I can do. Yeah, can you see just about the shippy stripes there? Yeah, I can see them. Yeah, see hint yeah, it, right? I see them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got the stripes. Now, um, I, I, I've been doing lots of stuff with my custom Lego figure. And one of the, I think it was a producer uh, from Robot Chicken actually commented, just a cool comment, like, you know, cool, great work, something like that. But that absolutely, absolutely made my, you know, made my day. I did a lot of Lego stuff during lockdown. Um, in fact, let's drop a few names here. So um, I've done lots of photo shoots with a guy called James Musselwhite. Have you heard of a project called Portrait of a Wrestler? No. no, no. So again, do yourself a favor. Look up Portrait of a Wrestler. It's kind of it's kind of finished now, um, and it was made into a book. But you know, all, all the pictures are online. All the pictures are on his pages. He is James Musselwhite. He is part of Musselwhite Photography. Uh, the pro- the project is called Portrait of a Wrestler. Um, he actually does a lot of work. He's done stuff for AEW. He's he's, he's photographed Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes. Um, and um, and he's done a lot of stuff with you know lots of us guys in the south coast. Um, I know so those pictures are worth looking up. But he um, the the picture that's been used on your poster for today that's one of his. Um, all my ones from my posters are, are his pictures because they're fantastic. And I mean there was a time when I, I believe that like if you needed any sort of like you know like passport to say you're a wrestler sort of qualification just like. Do you have a muscle white picture? Because you know they're they're just fantastic, and it shows that you're serious as well. Um, so yeah, but he uh, he started doing he, he did a few sessions on how to photograph Lego over lockdown, mm. and and this really inspired me. There wasn't much else to do, was there? So yeah. um, and that actually was kind of how stuff started with uh, you know with Savage and 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 Ryan Hedricks and some of the guys that you'll see on Savage now. Which is he sort of saw my Lego stuff, and then he started doing some Lego stuff, and then we kind of had a little bit of a Lego war going on, um, and uh, which still technically hasn't finished, and um, yeah, just a lot of fun's come from that. Yeah. Also, what would you say your drink of choices? Because you know, you, we know you love a lot of rum, but what would you say your your drink of choices right now? Ugh, you know, um, oh. You know what? I I can go other stuff. Like I, I do. Going back to my roots, um, sort of born in Cornwall, I I could go down the cider route. Um, yeah, I do like a cider. I can I can go down the cider route. I would go down the cider, um, and um, yeah. Should we? Yeah. No. Let's let's let's, let's not do any brand names. Let's not promote anyone. Yeah. I, no. I like it. Let's make it work. Yeah, send me ciders and earn my my <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's like whenever I drink um, a, a certain soda when I'm doing the podcast geek, I turn it backwards and make sure I can get drink out of the the lid, the lid so they don't go ah blue can hmm oh. wonder who that is. 
Yeah, but what do what do you like to drink? Like, what's your favorite uh, favorite uh, type of alcohol? You'd say like rum or uh, like vodka. You asking me or Joe? Oh yeah, Are no, you? yeah, well, you. Oh, yes, the, no, I, the I like pirate, the pirate, the pirate. Well, look, let me let me segue into another segue. Like, you can see, like, there's no labels on my bottle. I, I can't afford labeled bottles. I've finished this one. I can't afford labeled bottles. So I think this is a fantastic time to talk about how you know you, you can buy my merchant. My merchandise is available. I have a spreadsheet shop. You can go to my thing. You know, you you can put labels on my bottle. I can afford to know what's actually inside my rum. You know, this is this was a beautiful segue. Thank you, Melky. That was perfect. I'm yeah, sure that's exactly what you were getting at. Oh, yeah. Exactly, definitely, man, definitely. Exactly what you had in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on my page, you could buy dog bandanas. You got dogs? Oh yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a wiener dog. Geek has uh, lived yeah, in the house. With the gold, golden, do- golden doodle. Golden right. doodle. Golden doodle. But have they got bandanas? Dexter has one. Uh, he doesn't yes. like clothes. Too, he doesn't like clothes too much. But you know, he gets he gets very snippy. Bandana. I don't know. Maybe imagine, imagine him walking down the street with a branded bandana with something like that on it. I mean, that's that would be. Yeah, that'd be wow, cool. that is a that is a trendy dog. People would say, uh-huh. "Good things should be coming your way." They would say to you. Um, uh-huh. And I've got mugs, I've got you know phone covers, all that kind of stuff, uh, with several logos on. Anyway, is there people want to buy it? They know where it is. Go onto my go onto my social media pages. There's links at the top, um, and maybe with your help, I'll be able to know what's inside my alcohol. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm going to buy labeled alcohol like a responsible human being. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Okay. Cool. All Thank right, you. All right. All so, right. Well, I got one more question, geeks. Yeah. Go, go on. Go ahead, so, Joe. is there any other place in the world or throughout England that you wanted to, like America or anywhere else in the world that you would like to travel to wrestle to, and why? You know what? There were there were wrestling pirates all over the world, and they always seem to want to sort of get together. So I, I've had I've had um. I've had, I've had people in Australia said, "Hey, you're you're a wrestling pirate. I'm a wrestling pirate. Let's 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 meet up." I thought, well, that's that's quite a sale there, um, you know. Maybe sometime. And it, but it's weird though how like the the, the 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 wrestling pirates and people seem to want them to get together. People, they you know like what, what other walk of life do people think? Oh, they both wrestle. They should definitely get together. But but in you know in piracy, it seems to be like we need to do this. I even heard once someone talking about like doing a whole show. Where every wrestler had to be a pirate, um, that'd be fun, and that could be doable as well. You know, they were, they, were, they exist. You know, well, there, there is are, a national talk um, about pirate day, so and I would, <laughs> there is, and I would go wherever I needed to go to be part of that. That would be a lot of fun, um, so, preferably near a port. But you, think what would you would... call? What would you title the show? What would the title of the show be? Called? I think that would need a lot of thought. Hello, Gary. Yeah. R, I would call it R off the top rope. <laughs> I would call it Arg O H. Uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> Arg O H, right? Arg. Is it R O H? Is R O H? Okay. We, we, well, it sounds like you're going to go and book that, so that'd be great. I will. I will look forward to the invitation there. Pirates booty. Geek has to wear a patch and wear a, a bandana with his headphones. That'll be so funny. The pirate That's shirt. Why people wore eye patches? I don't know. I never see that. Like that. Like, that, sound, that's, that sounds like that sounds like a show name. Like you know, you could do like a whole show based on it. 
sponsored by Pirate's Booty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be the Pirate's Booty match. I'll purposely look like, um, what's his name? <laughs> when he was dressed like, uh, what's his name? Robin Williams was just like a pirate in uh in Hook when he was like oh, and he started so, drooling. That'll Robin be Williams me. played Peter Pan, did he not? Yes, and it was Dustin Hoffman as Hook. Yes, that was a that and was a good yeah. When he takes off his wig, do you not think if you put a mustache on Ric Flair, they look alike? Oh my God! Yes. Tried that. Oh my yeah. God! You're, you're you're like the coolest guest we had this year so far, Thank man. It's got to be another star on the list this right is there. The huh? Third star we're getting in this so far in this season. So far, three. It's like ball. it's always in the beginning of the season we hit fire episodes for some reason. You know that but it's all like, year round. So I think last year we had fire. It's just now uh, we're doing stuff with Savage, and they're actually letting us use the title <laughs> to do a month uh, weekends for them, <laughs> like. Yeah, Sabbath Sundays. So you mentioned the eye patch. Do you know why people wore eye patches? Why sailors wore eye patches? No. 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 So undoubtedly, you know, some people would lose an eye and want to cover it up. And, you know, that, that that's a legit thing. Um, but probably not as much as people would thought. Like there's a joke that people would take the eye patch off and reveal they have the eye. But that could legitimately happen. Like think about think about what it'd be like 300 years ago. You didn't have electric lights um, down in the bowels of the ship. It would be dark, but you'd need to see what's happening. You'd still need to be, be doing stuff to be able to make the ship move. Um, so people would basically cover their eye up. So they'd have one eye for the light and one eye for the dark. And if they needed to go down very, very quickly into the, into the bottom of the boat, they could just replace the eye and they'd have a patch that was ready to go straight into that darkness, already accustomed yeah. to that, you know, to, to the darkness. Oh, wow. Great information, yeah. man. <laughs> Fun fact. There you go. So it's not a joke. If you see someone taking their eye patch off and still having an eye, you know, still having their eye underneath, it that is that is not a it's not a mistake. Wow. Huh? This has been a fun. so so. Do you have any upcoming shows or announcements? Anything that you want to make right now? Or uh... um, yeah. You know what? My my debut. Now I've had a few debuts recently. I've, I've like just exploring what I can do in wrestling. Um. I had a fantastic year last year. I won uh, seven, let's say, yeah, seven titles last year. What? I won, um, I won a trophy. No, six titles. I won. A, no, I won a. Okay, no, eight. I won a trophy last year. I won a tournament for a trophy, and I won Quality Wrestling's debuting anytime title. So this this title means it's kind of like twenty four seven rules, but you could only lose the belt inside a ring. So they have got their own twist on it. So you have to be pinned in a ring. It doesn't have to be a match. You just have to be, you know, in the ring or lulled into the ring or, or having another match in the ring and you could lose it. Um, so a very interesting concept. Um, there is the hardcore vegan belt in Savage. And I believe that can be defended 24-7 anywhere. So that piques my interest. That sort of takes that idea to a different level. So having, you know, I, I was exhausted by the end of it and pretty paranoid, but I'd like to take the idea further and put my body on, you know, put my body to the test even more. Um, also last year, I had my 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 debut of emceeing. And that was great because I, I became like the, the, the it, it was a charity show. So the, the roster was kind of, you know, all people I knew, but coming together um, 
for you know the purpose of this one show to raise some money uh, for a great cause that gave respite um, to 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 carers, um, and um, yeah, we um, I was emceeing all night and I was introducing everyone. I had to, I had at one point I actually had to, you know, my 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 most bitter rival, Shred Malice. I've mentioned already the witch. I had to actually announce him as the winner. And I thought, you know what, I have to do this because he's won and I, you know, I'm the MC. I have to do this. And then I thought, you know what, why do I have to do that? I can say whatever I want, don't I? So I, I did say it. And then I thought, no, no, this is stupid. <laughs> you know, no one knows the script. I, only I know what I'm meant to be saying. I'll just say what I want. So at the end, when I was introducing everyone in the Rumble and, I, and only I knew who was meant to be in the Rumble, I just thought, no, the hell of it. I announced myself as the final competitor and I ran into that Rumble and I won that Rumble. And I had a good Wow. Time. That's um, amazing. But it's also fun because, you know, people think, you know, like you're the guy talking all the time. You are the head of the company. They were, you know, coming and talking to me. And I was well, the face of the company, the front of the company, you know. They know I'm not calling the shots. Um, but I will be having I will be having my commentary debut uh, coming up in the next few weeks in Savage. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and that was a lot of fun. That actually was actually another company that actually asked me to do their commentary. Um, so I might be doing some commentary for another company. I won't mention it yet. They have to, you know, to put it in, you know, put it, put it down first and get it sorted. But I will be my commentary review will actually be for Savage. And a few, a few people um, have actually, uh, you know, um, requested my services uh, for commentary purposes. So that'll be coming up, and and that'll be fun. Um, putting my name out there and not putting my body on the line in this in the slightest just a bit of wear and tear on my mouth which i can deal with so uh, yeah um and uh, other than that i do have a roster announcement coming up soon uh so keep an eye out for that as well um and then we'll just see what he brings i've got a rumble for kapow and swf next week uh that will be in southampton so that's the 21st uh is that 21st yes saturday 21st and um yeah we'll take it from there yeah. um but i want to see what this year can bring for me because i won lots and lots of stuff last year good great... vibes good vibes my friend yeah. good vibes like good vibes uh, um the, up, she, 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 she's late right now but you know she's a little late with the job <laughs> so with the mod, she's always late. She, she's been drinking that rum too. It's okay. Don't don't feel bad. You know. Pirate pets. Do I have any pirate pets? Um, no, I don't. And it's very unusual. Um, you know, from an animal loving point of view, when when pirates had say things like monkeys and parrots, usually what they were actually doing was taking them back to somewhere like Europe. So they could sell them for a lot of money because that was like the only real like you know trade that would come you know those sorts of ways like somebody was doing it without any regulation um so actually from an animal loving point of view seeing a pirate with a pet probably wasn't going to be the most animal friendly thing so it's probably a good idea that i don't have any pets yeah yeah so so uh anyway like i said uh, Roderick, we want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. I've had a great time. Awesome. I've waited a long time, and this has lived up to expectation. Thank you, man. No, no, dude, this is probably a, a, one of our stars for our, one of our best episodes this year. So, you know, um, can I can I just put a few more plugs in? Can I just yes, put a few yes, more plugs yes. in? Yeah, I've got I've got yeah. a few. I've got, I've got some treasures with me. Okay, so first of all, um, this is an exclusive knitted Roderick figure. I am not flogging this. You can't get hold of this. Um, a second one, I was given this as a present by a member of my little crew last Christmas, 
and uh, they actually made a second one to be auctioned off. This is just like this is just how much fun my audience, you know, my, uh, my my loyal crew are. You know, I have such a great time, and and this is why I keep doing what I do because it just is so much fun. I never quite know what's going to come next. So that's my exclusive uh, knitted figure. Um, awesome. This is a book. Uh, which I am I am plugging here. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Um, I'm plugging this book as well. This book is available on Amazon. There were three Easter eggs to myself within this. Um, now, arguably, I might have been sober at the time and I might be making a few more dastardly choices than I'm known for now. Uh, this was written quite some time ago. Um, but, you know, this is, this is a great read. I have read this. And as I say, there were three Easter eggs to me within this book. I wonder if you can find them. It's available on Amazon. Um, and just finally, just again, because I do have some fantastic fans, um, and I want to mention a few right now. I want to mention at Jay Shred, who was the first person um, to do a, a piece just of me um, as fan art, and, and he's done so much for me over the years, about 20 pieces, I think, over the years. Uh, there's Necromonkey13. You guys know about glitching on computers, right? But have you heard of glitch art? No, no. I've never heard of that. So he did this for me a long time ago, but it still it still just gets my mind. He basically just made make a computer glitch and turn those little glitchy bits into a picture. Um, and he's done some of my more unique moves as Glitcher and done a portrait of me as Glitcher. Um, Lawrence Morgan from Lawrence Morgan Art. He basically he's got his own sort of form of pointillism. Like you know, the art with the dots. He's got his own form of how to make dots, and he'll do that. Um Brian P. Madden, we already mentioned. Uh, and this is one from uh, RT April. This was the first thing she did to me. She presented this to me uh, at the end of Quality Mania. If you go onto my Instagram page, you can see this pin, the, me being handed this pin to the start. Um, you know, this is a collage that she did. I just have such wonderful crew mates. I really do. Oh, sorry, do you want to see it again? I have such yeah. wonderful crew, you know, and like, um, you know, you really do keep me going. You really, I never quite know what's going to happen next. And where things are going to go so you know thank you very much um and yeah thank you guys for having me on the show no problem no problem well geek get us back on the screen <laughs> what did he do hello oh you know what while i'm thinking about it there is one more thing i've got in the pipeline yeah um i i would like to think there's going to be no contention when i say that i clearly you know i clearly understand how to look fashionable um, and how to wear a pair of clothes, a set of clothes. Um, so I am going to take my wonderful eye for how to look, how to look great, and I am going to help people to look as wonderful as I do. I'm not going to say anything more at the moment, but keep an eye out on my social media pages. Um, I think this could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, Roger, I'm Joe Pitt the third. Go ahead. So go on, go to your. We can say sorry. No, I was just gonna say that we're saying hey, thanks, Roderick, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having um, me. You you do the send off geek. All right, I'm the metal geek. I'm Joe Panther the third. And I am Roderick Rackham, better known as Roderick the Rambunctious. <laughs> and we will catch you in the next one. <laughs>